Hey, what's up guys? This is Ricky V and today you're listening to episode number 44 of the Elite Fitness Podcast. And in this one, I'm interviewing Mr. Michael Collins. He is a coach helping guys get laid and and live the best life they can. In this podcast, he goes over his program and gives us some very useful tips and tricks that one can apply to your life today to just improve things all around. Great interview, good dude. Check it out. Without further ado, here's Mr. Michael Collins. You're Brazil now, huh? Yeah, in uh, Rio de Janeiro. I see that you were in Colombia just uh, almost a year ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I see, I see your uh, I see your updates in Colombia. It's pretty interesting, man. Yeah, traveling the whole world. That's incredible. It's great. So, um, uh, tell tell us a little bit about your story, how you got uh, started doing what you're doing, and then we'll we'll jump right into uh, maybe giving um, the guys that listen to my podcast some tips, some tricks okay. on how to uh, approach uh, females out there. Yeah, no problem. So my name is Michael Collins, and I'm a professional pickup artist. Travel the world, picking up girls teaching guys how to do the same. I've got a big community on Facebook. It's got over 6,000 members in from around the world. It's a private community called Alpha Male Mindset. And basically 10 years ago um, or 11 years ago now, I'm from South Africa, by the way. So 11 years ago, I was really, really shy to approach girls and it led me to a lot of pain. So I read the book called The Game and I started approaching girls and one day I saw this guy that I went to school with that was actually a huge nerd at school and I was like yeah let's pick up some girls and I saw he was like amazing at picking up girls and then he like showed me he was part of a community and he was like a proper pickup artist so I started doing pickup with him all the time and practicing um, but it was just my hobby and then eventually I like uh, had a business in South Africa and everything and I was like 27 and I decided that I didn't like that life, you know, being in one place. So I sold the business and I left overseas, didn't really know what I was going to do. But then I went to this pickup convention in Poland and I saw these other guys teaching pickup. And I thought to myself, like, I'll eat those guys for breakfast, you know, with pickup. So I started my own pickup business, bro. And uh, the rest is history, bro. It became one of the biggest pickup groups on Facebook. And uh, yeah, I've got a really loyal following. I teach a certain kind of lifestyle. I'll go back. I'll go into that later on in the in the in the show. But yeah, bro, I fucking live my dream every day. Pick up girls every day. Teach guys how to do the same, and fuck a lot of girls. I live a healthy, fit, fit, fit lifestyle. And yeah, bro, I couldn't ask for a better life, you know. Yeah, for guys listening out there, I'll make sure to get your pictures up on the thumbnails for the podcast. But uh, Michael's in great shape. Dude's got a six pack. He's, he's nicely built and he, he's not afraid to go up and talk to girls. And uh, one thing I noticed, man, is uh, guys who are in different industries have different uh, things they're interested in. They all have, uh, you know, a lot of different issues and problems that arise. But pretty much every guy out there has some kind of girl problem, whether it be that they can't approach or get the girls that they want. Or maybe they do have a girl that they are uh, hot about but there's communication issues and all types of that stuff. So uh, it's interesting that you actually, it's your profession. You're a professional at helping guys pick up 
pick up women. And now, is that just your specialty, or do you help guys who have uh, long-term relationships and stuff, or do you kind of stay out of out of that realm um, when guys have questions or or well, asking for advice? You know, it's actually so interesting. So it all started off like picking up girls, and that's like the main thing, like getting guys to be better with girls. But you know, the number one way to get guys to be better with girls is by getting guys to be better with themselves. And what I teach them as a basis is called a USOE lifestyle, the upward spiral of excellence lifestyle. And that is a lifestyle based on four principles, ambition, discipline, consistency, and integrity. And once men are living on the upward spiral of excellence, living with this lifestyle, that they have clarity, uh, clarity of their goals, clarity of who they want to become, and they develop their clarity every day through journaling, and then follow up with that clarity through discipline, consistency, they become naturally attractive to females. Females are programmed to be attracted to men that are on the upward spiral of excellence. That's what I've learned. And all these other pickup companies are teaching all these techniques and all this bullshit to get girls. But the real way to get girls is to become a motherfucking alpha male. And an alpha male is aware of his purpose and committed to that purpose. So the upward spiral of excellence lifestyle and being an alpha male helps guys to attract girls, to take action, to be confident. But it also helps guys that are in long-term relationships to maintain the attraction of their female toward them. You know, a man needs to have a purpose and a mission. And if he doesn't have that, he fucking loses everything, and especially his confidence. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, with the Upward Spiral of Excellence lifestyle, I've got two tattoos that say USOE, bro. Not even just one, because the Upward Spiral of Excellence changed my life, bro. I live in an apartment that costs like $4,000 a month. I have a maid every day. I have a sauna, a jacuzzi, a pool. I have everything, bro. Uh, I have wealth in all the areas that a man could have wealth. I have like so many girls. I have uh, financial freedom. I, I work for myself and I have great relationships with a lot of men around the world. I have a lot of friendships um, and with my family, I have a great relationship, um, great relationships. But let me just tell you quick, the habits that correlate to the upward spiral of excellence are journaling is the first one because that's about gaining awareness to your purpose in life. And that also gets the subconscious mechanisms um, working in your favor, you know, because there's part of your subconscious called the reticular activating mechanism. And that is the part that decides what stimuli to interpret from reality. So when most guys are focusing on everything else except for their own fucking life, so then their whole subconscious mind is not working to improve their life. So the first one is journaling, then you got meditating, then you got reading. Then you got training at gym. Then you got eating healthy food. Then you got avoiding restraining habits like drinking excessively, drugs, um, um, etc., like porn and all that shit. And uh, cold showers as well. Like it's not an essential, but it's uh, recommended. And then uh, having a good sleep schedule, bro. And then uh, there's also more to the upward spiral of excellence. If guys are interested in that, they can join the group. They can message me. And uh, I can give them more information. But the basic framework is journal, read, meditate, train, eat healthy food, avoid restraining habits, and do that every single day. Yeah. And, and also, 
Sorry, bro. Just one more thing. And also sure. apply consistency to any goal that you have. Like I have my business. So every fucking day I work on my business. You know, I, I want, I'm a professional pickup artist. So I pick up girls every single day because one of the core prin uh, principles of the upward spiral, as I mentioned, is consistency. So you apply that consistency to everything. And bro, this upward spiral of excellence transformed my life like more than I can tell you, bro. Unbelievable. Upward spiral of excellence. Is this something uh, that you've developed yourself? I'm sure these ideas yeah. you borrowed or you borrowed from a lot of different sources, but you put them together in a model that you know works for you and, <clears throat> and other guys that you work with. This is your your phrase, your line, your you created. Yeah, right? the, the upward, you see where I came up with this, bro. I used to be addicted to drugs and I fucked my life up so much. So, I mean, one of the ways to learn about success is through learning about failure. So I was failing for many years. Um, and then I'm like a self-development junkie. But the problem with self-development literature and self-development community is that there's a lot of mental masturbation going on, bro. There's a lot of fucking Oaks read, people reading this, all these articles and shit and thinking that they're improving, but they're not. So Albert Einstein said that genius is not in complicating simple ideas, but in simplifying complicated ideas. So when I read that, then I thought to myself, that came to me, the upward spiral of excellence theory came to me when I read that, because I realized ambition, discipline, consistency, integrity, baseline habits, you're either on the upward spiral of excellence or you're not. Simple as that, you know, it's a very, very simple concept. Um, and it's so simple, so it doesn't allow for fucking around, you know, because most guys, uh, Rick, most guys, Rick, will say they want to succeed, but they don't want to, bro. They don't want to. They fool themselves. They say they want to and they don't, bro, because they're lazy and they and they they soft, bro. So what is a good uh, self-assessment test? What, do you, what, should, what kind of questions should someone be asking themselves? Um, what, what are your habits? What are your habits? What are you spending your time on? You know, and, and also, it's not like about me coming here and being on a high horse and telling everyone, oh, yeah, you're not an alpha, you're not an alpha. No, bro. I'm a fucking coach, bro. I do this because I love helping people. However fucked some people out there might be, bro, I was a hundred times more fucked. I was addicted to cocaine, dude. I had two seizures from cocaine, man. I do this because I want to... I want to share this treasure that I that I've discovered, bro. Living a principle-centered life and living with integrity, bro. You know that integrity is the ultimate treasure of life, bro. Integrity. Integrity is self-respect. Integrity is purpose. Integrity is 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 the purpose of life, bro. And um, what is integrity? That is awareness of our purpose and our commitment to that purpose. So that is why journaling is the core habit of the upward spiral of excellence because it's about improving our awareness. And most guys out there, especially in this modern day that we're living in, with all this technology, there's so much information going in the mind, but none of it is related to themselves. You know, how much self-awareness do most people have? Very little. So I would say the first 
question that these guys need to ask themselves is how aware am I of what I want and how committed am I to that? That's the first thing, you know, bro, when I started journaling, I stopped smoking cigarettes, I stopped drinking. I like really got on the upward spiral when I started journaling because every day I would write today, I feel like shit because yesterday I smoked, you know, today I feel like shit because yesterday I smoked. Okay. I plan to stop smoking. Then I would be reading my journal. I'd be like, hold on a second, bro. You're just fucking yourself in the ass here, bro. But when you're journaling, you can't stick your head in the sand and pretend like you're not. Do you know what I'm saying? Makes you look at yourself, forces bro. you to look at yourself. Honestly. Yeah, and, and it sets up your whole subconscious framework for success. And even furthermore than the journaling, I have like, like I've made specific guide on how to journal in my group. And also I just created this thing for my course on like for each day of the week, a different mental exercise to do on the journal. And then on Sundays, you do all five of those exercises and review the whole week and plan the whole next week. You know, it might seem overwhelming for some people to live on the upward spiral of excellence, but you know what's overwhelming, bro, is living without integrity and looking in the mirror and not being the man that you know you are, bro. That sucks, bro. Give us a little bit uh, of some tips of someone that wanted to change things and change their life like today. They're listening to you. They're thinking about making some changes. Give us a little bit of tips as far as journaling, which it seems to me like that is from what you're describing. It's just a great way to look back at what you're actually doing. And I, I do a lot of journaling for my training and for my, my body composition because I like to look back and see when I was doing a certain uh, training program or I was following a certain diet, how things were going. It really helps a lot. But this is sort of a new idea now to me at least to actually journal about the way you feel about the, the, your goals, about how things are, 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 about what your mental attitude is. So give us some tips on how to utilize that, how to journal okay. to help awesome. you come along as far as business and all those things. Yeah, bro. Okay. So first of all, um, I journal um, handwritten because it, it uh, absorbs in the subconscious more. And just on a side note, 95% um, of our behavior is controlled by our subconscious mind. Our conscious mind is like a little spider monkey and our subconscious mind is like a 600 pound gorilla in terms of the influence it has on our behavior. So you handwrite the journal. I do it in the mornings and in the evenings. It's literally the first thing I do when I wake up. It's either like while I'm in bed, I'll read a little bit maybe like read three or four pages just to calm my mind down. And then I'll start and I'll journal. And then what am I writing in my journal? I'll just reflect on my life. So I'll write like yesterday, I had a craving for a cigarette and I didn't do it. And I feel happy about that. Or uh, I'll write uh, yesterday, I really uh, was committed to my goals. And, and that really felt awesome. Or like, I'll just reflect on things and say, you know, yesterday I felt depressed. And I think the reason is because boom, 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 and then work on solutions. But here's an important one. So I'm always trying to reprogram my subconscious mind for my own benefit. So what I'm doing is I am forming positive neural associations toward behaviors that are to my benefit and negative associations to behaviors that are to my detriment. So the main driver of human behavior is either gaining pleasure or avoiding pain. 
And actually, the main one is avoiding pain. And secondarily, it's gaining pleasure. So I'll write like this. I'll write, um, yesterday, uh, I went to gym. I did all the upward spiral of excellence habits. I lived with a lot of integrity, and it was the best day ever. And I felt amazing. So I'm putting a positive association toward that behavior. And then, like, I've fucked up a few times this year, even, and I've like drank alcohol and, and every time it feels shit, to be honest with you. And then I'll just write down in my journal in that morning. I'll be like, I drank alcohol yesterday and I really feel like crap today. And I did feel like crap. So then I'm developing those associations um, um, with intention, you know. So like by doing this, I really stopped all that shit. And then another thing I do on the journal is on the Sunday, I write down things I'm going to do that week that I plan to do to move forward in my life. And then every day I write down tasks for myself in the journal. So you see, yeah, so you use the journal also as a sort of to-do list as well. Yeah. It's, you see what it's about. It's about the awareness, bro, of, of the life. And I'll even share with you one of the exercises that I have. I do this exercise twice per week is 10 things which I can do to improve that which I currently do. That exercise comes from a speech by Earl Nightingale called The Miracle of Your Mind. And you just list, you think, okay, what 10 things can I do to improve what I'm currently doing? And you'll be amazed. And then another exercise during the week is a gratitude list, just a fucking gratitude list, bro. When last, bro, did you feel grateful that you are healthy, bro? You know what I'm saying? Feel grateful for our parents. Feel grateful that we have a, a roof over our head. And they say that what we are grateful for will increase and what you are not grateful for will diminish. And another, another exercise that I do is the, what I just mentioned to you, the neural association conditioning. So I literally will, will say like, um, I enjoy eating clean because makes me feel good it makes me feel healthy i wake up in the morning and i'm more lean i wake up and, and my testosterone is higher i don't and then after that you say i don't like eating junk food because i wake up in the morning and i feel like shit i wake up in the morning and i feel like i, I deceived myself i wake up in the morning and i'm bloated and i'm puffy and i've gained fat so what you're doing is you you are intentionally creating neural associations bro and and when you do the exercise you feel emotion you know you feel the emotion and i'm telling you bro like this is like one of the most powerful things you can do to influence and master your behavior one of the most powerful if not the most you know through doing this i have literally mastered my behavior bro i i don't eat any fucking shit food bro May, only once a week i have a cheat meal and I don't even know if I'll continue doing that. I just do it to have flexibility. But just literally one meal a week, bro. I have ice cream once a week. The rest of the time, I'm like a fucking Spartan, dude. I eat only healthy food. And I'm shredded. You know, you've seen my photographs, man. I'm fucking shredded. I can do like 15 muscle-ups in a row. And not like the CrossFit ones, you know, the real ones. So that, that's real interesting. So you're saying, as you say these things, you, you try to feel the, the good feeling of the yeah, good behavior. Or the bad the, feeling. Your, the, or the bad feeling. Yeah, I've coached guys also to stop drugs as well, you know. And I use that to stop drugs. And on another note as well, bro, um, in the journal is, um, 
is working on your self-image. You know, I just finished reading a book um, called Psycho-Cybernetics. I really recommend it to anybody out there who's listening. But basically, this book is remarkable, bro. And it's all about the self-image. And a person is always going to act in alignment with how they perceive themselves. And um, most people are not working on intentionally programming their own fucking brain and how stupid is that you know so with the with the journaling for example it's also about reflection one of the other things that i reflect about sorry if i'm jumping all over the place but one of the other things i reflect about is my focus where is my focus going and i think that is a major differentiating factor between the successful and the non-successful people is that successful people almost have a second consciousness that unsuccessful people don't have. And what I mean is that the successful person has an awareness of what his focus is on. Do you know what I'm saying? The unsuccessful, the, the unenlightened person is, is not even controlling his focus. Does that make sense? Like the successful guy has like this external viewpoint of where his mind is focusing. But I think that also comes from meditating. Well, uh, uh, it's how's the old saying go? A life not worth examining is a worth not, is a life not worth living, right? So if you're not constantly thinking of your life, of where your focus is, of your next step and your past step and where it led you, it's you're kind of just cruising by life. You're, it's, not, it's not even worth living, right? Yeah, and that's why, like, I feel it's so sad how lost men are in our society, you know. I really think it's fucking sad, bro. And, you know, what's so crazy, and this is another kind of topic, but it definitely is worth bringing up, like, the society is conditioning men to be beta males, bro. <laughs> I swear, you know, to be submissive. Look at all the stuff that's going on in the world now, like, I was on a, on an escalator today and they're like, don't step on this one. Have you seen that? They put all these like red crosses on chairs. Like don't sit here. Don't do this. Don't do that. And guys have just become like bitches, you know? Definitely uh, being a, a manly man nowadays is not as respected as it used to be many, many years ago, at least, uh, at least in, in most of our Western, uh, Western world now. Whenever we bring up the topic of talking to women, meeting women, uh, with, you know, just having, playing with these hoes, you know, I like, I like, there's just nothing cooler than going out women, meeting new women, uh, just, you know, the, the whole, the whole chase of it is, is, is awesome, but you can't, we can't talk about that topic without really discussing ourselves and what you as a man bring to the table and really the best way to get women, uh, and, you know, you confirmed this, obviously, is work on yourself. You be that guy. You be that dude that is desirable. And the women will, will come on their own. But there's definitely the other aspect of it, which we definitely want to talk about on this podcast, which is the approach, the pickup artist. Definitely, once you got your shit together, once you are a legit fucking guy and you're not faking it, you know, once you're, when you're not just cleaning your room or not just dressing up because you're going to see a girl, but you're actually fucking living that lifestyle where you come first, where you take meticulous care of yourself and your surroundings. You get out there and you want to meet these, these women. Uh, 
tell me a little, tell us a little bit about the mindset that you have to have out of you as you're walking up to that girl and, and approaching her and breaking the ice. Um, how do you, how do you deal with, with rejection? How do you deal with the fear of rejection? Because a lot of times guys never take the first step because they're afraid of being rejected. So tell us a little bit about the mindset. Once, once you're that guy and you want to go start approaching yeah. women, what is, what is the mindset? Yeah, cool, bro. So first of all, the mindset is uh, about priorities. So the guys that are afraid of being rejected by girls and they're not approaching because they're afraid of being rejected by girls, they need to realize one very simple fact that they need to be scared of rejecting themselves. And unfortunately, they're so used to living without self-respect that rejecting themselves is a normal thing for them. And they really need to sit there and look and think to themselves that they've been rejecting themselves and living and existing, not even having a life that they're living. They, they're living an unlived life, missing out opportunities that they're supposed to have because they're just so used to fucking rejecting themselves, bro. So that's the first thing is to change our priorities to stop giving a shit about being rejected by girls and, and fucking not reject themselves. That's the first thing. Excuse me for swearing, but I think it's fucking ridiculous. You know, okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is to understand the concept of momentum. You know, even with me, bro, I've been doing pickup every day, bro, for three years. Since I left South Africa, I was doing pickup literally every day, unless I was like really sick, but I do pick up every day because of consistency. You know, it's like gym pickup. Um, it's a, the concept of momentum. So look, the reason I do pick up every day is because it's like gym. If you haven't been training at the gym, bro, then you're not going to be able to bench press 100 kilograms. Your muscles atrophy. So it's the same with your pickup skills. If you haven't been practicing, then then you've, your skills have been atrophying. You know, your emotional intelligence, that is like what we're talking about, to not reject yourself and to control the interpretation of the events emotionally. Because what you need to do, I'll talk about this just now, but you need to have a self-empowering mindset and actually filter your thoughts of like, is this thought empowering me or disempowering me? And just only think self-empowering thoughts. So you need to understand that if you want to get good at pickup, bro, if you want to get good with girls, you need to be consistent with approaching. That's the first thing. You're not going to just fucking get good at this in one day. It's like gym. It's about commitment and uh, consistency, discipline. The second thing is getting into this. Go find some people who are committed to this and go with them. Uh, guys that take action. I know it's kind of hard to find them, but you can find them in the pickup groups. There's also good coaches around. I'm a coach. If anyone wants to reach out to me, you can. I do like uh, online live calls with my clients and also like uh, boot camps, but whatever. But I'm not doing this to sell programs. I sell enough programs. But um, the point is you need to start getting momentum, right? And I mean, for the guys out there that haven't been approaching, I really recommend you get some help because I know how hard it is to, to start approaching if you haven't been approaching. It can feel almost impossible because guys must remember this, uh, Rick, that the biggest, the most accurate predictor of future behavior is past behavior. So we're looking at a generation of men who have been conditioned to be feminine, 
who have been conditioned to fear failure and be in their comfort zone, and you're looking at guys that haven't approached a girl in years, bro. You know that. A lot of guys, bro, they haven't approached girls in years, and I'm not, I'm not insulting anybody here, bro. I'm here to help these kind of guys, and I do help these kind of guys. I was one of them. And I'm telling you guys a solution of this. I'm not even getting paid to be on this. I'm not, I'm not even trying to promote myself like really on this. I'm just doing this because I like you. I respect what you do, Rick. And I think that men need to hear this message because it's fucking sad, bro. It is sad. It is so sad, bro, that guys are living like that. And I lived like that when, um, for a long time in my life. And it drove me to drug addiction, dude. It's, you know, it's interesting because all of us men have had that situation where you are at a public place, shopping center or a bus stop, whatever. And you see that, that one lady that it looks good. And maybe you lock eyes once or twice and then they go away. You never hear from them again. You just, you just push it out on, on meeting someone who could be real interesting. Uh, someone who might even like, uh, like to meet you back. And It's definitely one of the problems I think a lot of guys have is, is like you said, they reject themselves before they even try. And I guess your approach and what I'm hearing is when you're at that moment when you're going to approach this female and try to make contact with her, instead of being afraid of being rejected in this small kind of kind of little piece of time frame, you really should think about it as your whole life. You know, you're not just approaching this girl for this girl's sake, this is really who you need to be and how sure of yourself you need to be and how much your fear affects your life. And you kind of just got to get over that shit and go do it. And, and the motivation should be you thinking of, of that grander life of, of what, what this life has uh, in store for you. Right. And that should be your motivating factor instead of thinking, Oh, instead of thinking, Hey, this girl might laugh at me and walk away. You think if I don't fucking stop being a pussy and approach her, What does this mean to me in my life and, and what I want for myself and how, and whether I'm going to get the things that I want. I mean, is that, is that, would that be a good way to put it, to break bro, it down? Exactly, bro. Because let's say you see this girl. Okay. And you want to approach her and you don't guess what you're going to do tomorrow, bro. What are you going to do? You're going to do that, bro. You might even do that for the rest of your fucking life. And then what you land up as an 80 year old man sitting there, fucking regretting your life bro i don't think so if people came across michael collins bro that fucking is not going to happen to them because i will make this so clear to them and i will make them or i will try my best to inspire other men to value their integrity bro because that's what this is about if you don't have your integrity as a man you have nothing bro nothing bro and so That's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. Exactly. It's like realizing if you don't do that approach, bro, just that one approach, that could mean that you don't do approaches for the rest of the year. That means that your whole life will take a different turn. That means that you can have a life unlived. And you know what's so crazy, bro? I have lived a marvelous life. And I can, I can all take this whole life I have, even me sitting here right now in Brazil, in this fancy apartment, I can take this all back to one approach, bro. Do you know that? To that one day, to that one day where you make the decision, where yeah, you realize yeah. it, where you I click can, for you. I can take it all back to one, one day, bro. Even the one approach, I even remember it. 
it was like my first approach as a pickup artist, bro. And it was a girl and her mom in the line. And before that, I was walking around the shopping center, dude, looking at all these girls, unable to approach, unable to approach, unable to approach. And eventually I was like, fuck this, bro. And I saw this girl and her mom and I approached her <laughs> and she rejected me, dude. But that approach made me into an international pickup coach, bro, with a guy living probably the best life ever, bro. My, my life is fucking awesome, dude. I've, <laughs> I pick up girls for a living, bro. You've seen my stories on Facebook, bro. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why guys gravitate towards you and they enjoy your content. They're in your groups. I, I know, man. I mean, I'm, I'm one of your followers just because it's interesting to me, the your approach, the angle you take. And the, the wholesome approach, it's not just don't be a pussy and go talk to a girl. It's just shit's got to be in order first. Uh, everything from your apartment to your fingernails to the fucking hairstyle to the way you dress. You don't just dress nice and, and spiffy because you're meeting a girl. You fucking dress like that all the time just because you're stepping out and you might just meet someone. And it's definitely I, I really enjoyed your approach. I, you know, I, I follow your stories, man, for sure. But, you know. That are what I want to say, and this can this is a big one. It's like a lot of guys when I talk about that, like yeah, you need to be on the upper spiral excellence and all this shit. And then the guy's looking at his life and he's thinking, fuck, bro, like I'm not like Michael Collins or or like Ricky. I'm I'm just like a guy, like my life is still fucked up. Like I can't go pick up girls today. And that not what it's about, guys. It's about starting to to have self-respect and starting to put effort bro you know i've got one vest dude that i had when i was a furniture remover bro like three years ago and i still have it this white vest it's like dirty and i love that thing bro <laughs> and i often go and pick up girls in it and like i like to dress well most of the time you know it's, it's very important to dress well but what i'm talking about is like essentially for the most part is that building up of the character because when i meet females they can sense that bro that i have fucking power man you know and i because i do have power bro you know i have a lot of influence i have financial resources i have i have uh, extraordinary mental powers uh, but they can just feel that bro so i can walk around in like a dirty vest and pick up fucking beautiful girls easily you know and it's so funny man <laughs> like today i was uh, i've got this new client on my program and i was like uh, i've just been focusing helping him stop drinking you know and um, that's what these guys don't understand like they come on my program to pick up girls and i fix their life <laughs> first you know and they're like but when are we going to pick up girls i'm like bro don't worry it's easy to pick up girls <laughs> when you're on the upward spiral you know and this guy's on the phone to me and I'm with this other student of mine uh, from New York. He's with me, actually works for me now, but <laughs> we there, bro. And we just walk on the beach, like we're approaching groups of like 10 girls, fucking five girls. Easy, bro. No, like, like so easy, bro. This guy was <laughs> amazed, dude. He was fucking amazed at how easy it was, man. And these girls are inviting us to parties and all that because females one thing the guys must understand is that females are excellent they are masters bro at determining a man's character 
And one of the reasons most guys just get rejected, they feel like, geez, all these girls are rejecting me. Why? Why are they doing that? It's because girls have a subconscious filter to filter out undesirable males. And most males are undesirable. So this filter that they have, it's a very complex subconscious system that they have, like extremely complex, bro. And it's fucking powerful. So when guys are not on their shit, bro, when they're not on the upward spiral, they don't have real confidence. Girls, <laughs> girls filter them out in a second, bro. And um, this is because females are the gatekeepers of our evolution. So essentially, girls want you to be the best man you can be. They want to be with the man who's like leading the evolution of the human species. They want to mate with him, right? So guys need to focus on their self-development first, then pick up girls. You know, that's why I made the upward spiral of excellence. Bro, I fucking got all this shit down to a science, man. Isn't it amazing, hey, how well I know this, Rick? It's it, you can repeat the, the results. I mean, this is where this is where the, the program comes in, is because you're able to rinse and repeat the results. So let's take it another step further now. Uh dudes approach the girl, he he goes up to her, he says hi, uh, says whatever to get her. She smiles, she says hello. They say, Hey, my name is so what is your name? What what do we talk about with a girl you just met? How do you break the ice? Let, let, let's say in your friend's case, um, they're in a, girls are in the beach. You, you know, you, you meet them by, by sheer accident and you break the ice, you say hi, she smiles and says hi. What do we talk about? What is the next step? Um, okay, so one of the things that I, I like to do is called a false time constraint. So a lot of times you'll approach a girl, a cold approach in the day and then she, she might be a bit taken off guard. So one of the ways to make her relaxed is just to tell her like, yeah, um, we just on the way somewhere. I'm just on the way to lunch. You know, I just, I can only stay for like five minutes, you know? So that's one of the techniques that the guys can use just to really uh, lower the girl's anxiety level. Because a lot of times you approach a girl and she doesn't know like, oh, how long is this guy going to stay here? I mean, that technique, it's not for all the time, but sometimes if you can feel the girl's anxiety levels high, you can use it. But basically, you can use observational conversation techniques, talking about like, like um, wow, like it's such a nice day here in Rio. Um, where I'm from, the weather's very different. So that's called a hook. So I'm putting out some statements that's going to elicit her to ask me a question. Does that make sense? Like, I'll, I'll tell her like, yeah, I'm here with Noah. He's my cameraman. Then she's going to, oh, what is your cameraman? What do you do? She's showing interest in. So that's called a hook. Another thing that you want to do is DHV, demonstrate higher value. So you demonstrate higher value through your body language, your tonality, your eye contact, and uh, also through storytelling. So like one of the things I do, and it's, and it's true, I always recommend the guys uh, build up some higher value stories, you know, and one of the other things that they must do is prepare themselves for common questions that girls ask. Like, let's say a girl will say to you, everyone knows this, they always go, oh, what do you do? So a guy who's not good with females will be like, oh, I'm an engineer. 
you know, and then a guy who is good with females, he will put a bit of a spin on that, you know, he'll be like, yeah, um, I designed these uh, like award-winning buildings or whatever, you know, he'll, he'll, he will make the answer to that question a bit more interesting. Like for me, for example, I've, I've been coached by one of the best guys in the world. His name's Discovery, uh, Sean Michaels. He's uh, one of the top pickup artists. But when I've met him, I was, I was picking up girls and they'll be like, oh, what do you do? And I say, I'm a coach. And then he looked at me. I was like, bro, are you fucking joking? Uh, you must change that. So then what did I change it to? I say to them, they asked me, oh, what do you do? I'm like, yeah, I'm a lifestyle consultant. I work with uh, entrepreneurs around the world and I developed my own lifestyle, which uh, has become popular around the world. So how much better does that sound than, than a coach? <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think oh. I even almost seduced you there, bro. <laughs> well, I got, I got you. I seduced you. I got you on my podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's good, bro. I like you. Man. Yeah. So get there. So, all right. So let's say we're, we're getting the approach. We get the number. Um, it's not convenient to just hop off and go do something now, but we're going to, we're going to meet again. So let's say we got a, we got a, like a little playful kind of lunch date with the girl or something. Say, so, okay, we're going to meet and have a, a quick bite here. What's a good, what's a good first kind of a uh, little date kind of uh, story material to talk. Obviously we're trying to, we're trying to get her back to, to our hotel or hers or whatever it is, but what is a good way to kind of have a conversation during lunch? That's, a little bit risque, but not creepy. And, and you're able to establish some kind of comfort with this lady. Uh, what would be like a good approach for a first kind of meeting, brunch, date, whatever it might be after you get the number and after you get the contact in? Well, first of all, you want to, you want to show yourself as a high value man because you must realize something that a girl can get sex whenever she wants. It's not like for men. So when a man acts desperate for sex or needy at all, she loses attraction because that's a beta male thing. So first of all, you need to show that you're a high value male through the interest, through the storytelling. And also then you can use um, push pull. That's another technique. So you'll, um, you'll push forward in the interaction, but then also sometimes you'll pull back. You know, one of the things that I do is I use disqualifiers. Like I'll tell a girl, you know, I was once on a date with a girl, which was rude to the waitress. So I just left the, I left the date straight away. I was on a date with a very beautiful girl. She was rude to the waitress. So I left the date and I'm just showing her that I'm selective. Okay. It's very important to show girls that you're selective. And um, what else? I mean, I would, I would also show some vulnerability at a later stage in the seduction process, you know, show some vulnerability to build that trust. I found vulnerability is very, very important thing. And when I'm talking about that, I mean, like, I'll tell her about some things from my childhood that um, influenced me to become who I am. And uh, what else, bro? I would just say being very confident in yourself and not being needy. But all these things, bro, like, it comes naturally when you live this lifestyle. Like, when my goal for these guys is to actually become a guy who's not needy, 
Does that make sense? Like to actually, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. And and the needy the neediness comes from not having a lot of options. I mean, look, the best thing to do when a girl uh, cancels a date or or doesn't uh, call you when she says she will is to just go out with another girl or talk to another girl and and don't even think about this one anymore. Let her come back on her own time. But a lot of guys get needy. A lot of guys hyper focus on one female. A lot of guys don't get themselves enough options. And it goes back to what you were saying, being afraid of the approach. You know, the guy who's waited months to talk to that one girl at the gym, months to, to break the ice with that one girl at this, you know, at this, this one waitress or whatever it is. Once he starts talking to her, she pulls back a little bit and he doesn't have other options. He doesn't have other shit to do. He's not focused on his goals. He's going to start chasing her. He'll chase her right out of liking him. But if you got fucking options, if you got other girls to talk to, if you got other things going on, then you won't be this, this needy sap that's going to send up a whole bunch of, of red flags and, and signals. And yeah, I mean, that all that goes back to the approach, what you're talking about, so that you're approaching multiple women and you have multiple females you can be in contact with. And also to just having your shit together, being about your business, about your goals. And if you're that, you, you might be too busy. You might legitimately be too busy to hang out with her when she wants to. And there's probably nothing more attractive to a female than you being too busy to fucking hang out with her. Like legitimately doing shit too busy. Yeah, when she wants to. Now we talking, bro. Now we talking, Rick. And you know, yeah. that's what it's about. These fucking girls want the high value man, bro. And the high value man acts so different to a fucking low value beta male, bro. And fuck being a beta male, bro. And that is where the integrity comes. That's when it comes in the morning to go to gym and you say, I'm going to fucking go to gym. I'm going to fucking work on my business. I'm going to live with discipline, consistency, integrity and ambition. And then the small things don't affect you. Even like talking to you about these like techniques and shit. It's like weird for me, bro, because... I don't even think about that shit, dude. Like, I don't even, bro, these girls are chasing me, bro. You know, while we're talking, I'm looking at my Instagram and I have like fucking 10 messages from girls to reply to, bro. <laughs> and I have some from like weeks ago that I just ignore them, you know? And it's so interesting, the different realities, you know? Like some guys are chasing around one girl and then, yeah, I am, bro, just conquering the world, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's how it happens, man. It's it's a uh, and it usually happens to these guys that are that are super focused on uh, are super focused on, on on the females and not and not on themselves. It's, it's the best way to get women is be focused on yourself, your goals, your grind. Uh, Mike Tyson had a good uh, little little sound clip just banging around the the, the interwebs if you check it out where he says <clears throat> something along the lines of like all the talent in the world ain't shit if you don't have discipline. You could be the most talented guy, if you don't have discipline, you will never get anywhere because as soon as things hard get things get hard, as soon as you know you, you start to get hit, so you start to get tired, you're gonna give up if you don't have discipline. Even if you're a talented guy, even if you're a smart guy, hardworking, whatever it is you consider yourself, if you don't have that discipline for whatever it is that you need for your life, uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna give in and give up at the slightest um, at the slightest of. Uh, you know, wind and, and it's, it's definitely discipline. It's probably the discipline along with resilience, you know, just getting up and, and being able to do it over and over again. Uh, probably one of, probably two of the, 
more important things anyone could have if they want to be an entrepreneur and be independent and, and yeah. make some fucking money. <laughs> and you know, bro, can I put something on a side note here to motivate the brothers on your podcast, bro? Fucking hell. So how's this, okay? I rate in the world, there's two kinds of people, okay? There's like the disciplined and the undisciplined, right? And like, bro, 95% of the population are undisciplined or even more, 98% undisciplined. They're fucking wanking all day. <laughs> they're eating junk food. They're not training. They're not reading. They're not meditating. They're not approaching girls, nothing. Bro, if these motherfuckers listening to this, if you, whoever you are listening to this, if you discipline yourself, you will become an elite level competitor and you will wipe the floor with everybody. And trust me, I know that's true because I did that, bro. I did that, bro. <laughs> I did that, dude. There, there's, there's, there's too many distractions now. It's hard. It's hard to be disciplined. A lot of people are having trouble with discipline because of all of the distractions that there are nowadays. You know, you, you've got you've got the world's uh, information and the phone entertaining you all the time. And there's also a lot of negativity. If you're if you're around that circle, these algorithms will feed you more negativity. If you're upset about politics, if you're upset about this out of the other, uh, you're going to get fed negativity, which feeding on negativity will chip away at your ability to stay resilient, to stay disciplined. So definitely, uh, I think today more than ever. It's, it's probably harder to stay disciplined for a lot of folks. Would you agree? Definitely, bro. But, you know, that being said, discipline is something that is cultivated and lack of discipline is also something that is cultivated. So you, in my opinion, in my experience coaching guys, discipline is cultivated through living with integrity. So that's why when I coach guys, I get them on the journaling every morning so they become more aware of their purpose and everything and how they're spending their time. And then it's just a constant, a constant, um, a constant process of like course correction. And how's this for you, bro? What is discipline? Actually, discipline comes from the word disciple and a disciple is a person who follows a teaching. So actually discipline is your own connection to what you really want, bro. Discipline is freedom because the undisciplined are slaves to their desires in the temporary moments. And the disciplined guy, like me, is the one that can say, you know, tomorrow I'm going to find myself 10 hot girls, bro. I'll go and I'll fucking train for two hours. I'll eat healthy food. I'll do all the stuff. If I say that, I'll do it. So I have that freedom, bro. And I learned about this the hard way. I used cocaine, bro, until I had seizures. I used to wake up every day, bro. And I used to be like, I'm stopping drugs tomorrow. I'm stopping drugs tomorrow and cigarettes. I'm stopping cigarettes tomorrow, bro. And I suffered so much, bro. And not only me, bro, my family suffered. My father, bro. And, you know, recently my father had cancer, bro. And, and all this stuff I'm talking to you about, I became militant about this to make my dad proud, bro. You know, it's all fun and games picking up girls, but underneath the surface of all this shit, the USOE and the lifestyle, the discipline, bro, underneath the whole surface of this is like a dead seriousness, bro. Fucking dead serious, bro, to make my dad proud, dude. 
because I fucking made that man so ashamed, bro, and so worried, and 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 he felt guilty because he thought, why did, what did I do wrong that my son became a drug addict, bro? And now he's looking at me and he's thinking, damn, that son of mine is a motherfucker, certified beast, and bro, like for me that means everything dude and it's like that's what people don't understand that when they see me they think oh this guy's motivated like to pick up girls and all that bro yeah i am um but a good like one other thing i coach is like a, a um ambition a well-developed ambition is like a diamond with many facets you know a diamond has facets so there's different facets to the diamond so part of it for me is like, yeah, bro, I love fucking pussy, bro, for sure. That's part of the motivation. But like for me, the biggest one, bro, is like before my father passes away one day, I'm going to make that man proud, bro. And, and there's not one fucking person that will stop me, bro. And when I think about that, bro, I can do anything, you know, I can do anything. You're, you're basically you're basically a professional that people imitating your lifestyle. I mean, what could what could be more? Uh, I mean, something for him to be proud of than that. You basically have developed a, a lifestyle and a frame of mind and a way of thinking that people want to imitate. People want to be around. People want to be coached by. It's an incredible thing. I mean, I, I see I see all your travels, brother. I mean, and for guys listening out there, uh, this guy's traveled the world. He's uh, he's back in Brazil now. He was in Colombia about a year ago. I think you and I were in Colombia around the same time, just completely different cities, and we could never kind of link it up to, to hang out. But uh, definitely uh, someone that's, uh, you know, you develop, you're, you're that guy, you develop that lifestyle. Just, just, mm -hmm. just traveling right. alone. The traveling alone uh, that you do, that you're able to kind of live in different parts of the world for weeks on end, um, and, you, and everywhere you go in the world, you've got uh, like-minded guys that want to hang out with you uh, and want to welcome you. I mean, it's, it's pretty fucking incredible, bro. Not, yeah. I mean, there aren't going to be a lot of people alive that are ever going to achieve uh, some that level. And, and, and look, some guys out there might be married and might not care about, about pickup because, you know, they're, they're kind of married and uh, they're happy, either happily married or, or they aren't happily married, but it's just too expensive to get rid of her. So they might not care for this. But some of you guys out there, either freshly divorced or uh, in between relationships or just getting started in the world, uh, definitely Michael Collins is a good, um, it's a good dude to, uh, to look after and, and to, to just – there's a lot of people out there that will try to be influencers and influence you. But there's one person I think uh, anybody would benefit from being influenced by is definitely you, brother. I mean, you definitely talk the talk and, and walk and walk the walk, man. So um, let's talk a little bit more about about lifestyle. So let me let me tell you a, a, a quick little story. Um, yeah. This is something that I heard. I heard Dan Blazarian kind of put this encapsulate this thought into into something that uh, that could be that you could articulate, but. Really, the idea, or at least what he said, was something along the lines of this, because this is kind of where I found myself at this point in my life. He said, you know, the best thing I could have done when I was younger for uh, picking up women is just not be afraid to approach girls. And the more girls that I spoke to approach, the more that I would meet. He says, as I've gotten older, and um, I figured that the best approach to meet women is, is set up your life, if you can, in a way where women have to come to you. So you don't have to kind of make uh, the approach uh, as much anymore, but 
you kind of you set up the honey trap <laughs> and you and you let the women kind of come to you in a way or or if you are approaching women it's got to be in the most uh passive of of ways and and now you know I've, i think over the years uh, um subconsciously i've started to do that and i don't know how many guys out there are listening that can relate but definitely over the years you know i i like fitness girls i like girls with muscles it's my thing so um Definitely having a nutritional supplement brand and, and being out in the industry definitely helps to have women. You already they already know who you are when you come around. They're like, oh, this is the this is the need to build muscle guy. You know, th- those things help. If you have any kind of business relationship, like you set up your, your life in a way where women already know who you are, they already know about you. And you know, they have to kind of approach you, you know, if you can make your life or build your reality around something that you like or around the kind of women that you that you really enjoy meeting and set up your life, your side hustle, even your hobby around that way. It could be as look, you could be a yoga instructor. OK, you could be I mean, there is a lot of different angles. You'd be a fucking photographer. Is, is there's nothing easier than approaching beautiful women when you have a professional camera around your neck. Like it's, you could look, you could go to any, you could go to basically any convention, whether it be the Mr. Olympia, whether it be the porn convention, wherever. And you got a fucking professional camera around your neck and you at least got a decent Instagram game. You get all of these girls numbers. And when they speak to you, they're like, Oh, that's that camera guy that's cute i'm gonna holler at him i'm gonna they're making dates with you so whatever it is that you can do out there guys right and this is like next level shit now in my opinion is if you could set it up where they have to kind of come to you even you know you might maybe you're you know you might not even have to uh, worry about the approach as much but i think you know for a guy like michael i think it sounds like you really enjoy the hunt you enjoy the conversation you enjoy those those first few minutes of a little bit of awkwardness when you're first talking to a girl for the first time, it seems like you, you kind of enjoy that. Um, and that's it. I, there's also, I think a lot of room for that. Cause there, there's some of us, cause I, I like talking to you girls, like a girl that I just met. It's cool as shit talking to a girl you just met. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty, I don't get, I don't get nervous. I don't get awkward. I count the seconds of talking, get the next laughter out of her, you make her laugh again and again. But for some guys there maybe aren't, that maybe a little bit shy about approaching. Um, maybe if you can definitely be that fucking entrepreneur, be that be that guy that generates wealth, that high value guy, you might be able to set up your life in a way where they, they kind of have to come to you. What, what do you think about that? Um, oh, bro, like, yeah, there's definitely, uh, it's definitely like a technique, but like, I'm always looking at things like, like, bro, you, uh, I think that also, you see, for me, it's different, bro, because I'm traveling the world full time. So I'm never like in a place for a long time, you know? So I think to yeah, do that, absolutely. you have to kind of be in a place for a long time or like become famous. But um, I had this other guy that I was gaming with, Discovery, that I told you he was coaching me. Yeah. He, um, he does interesting stuff. Like he'll go to a club, meet the owner, okay? then he will book to like go to that club on like the Saturday night. Okay. Book a table. Then what he'll do, he's like a rich guy as well. He's very successful. He'll arrive there in a very nice car and he will 
walk straight past the line with his like friends, walk straight past the line, walk in the place, and then everyone will see him, you know, and then it's all about being high value. They'll all see him. Then he will walk out go on the phone for a second. Everyone will look at him. So he is building high social status and he's a social artist. So you get a pickup artist like me, then you get a social artist, which is like the next level, bro. And then that way girls approach you. And I've been out with him and his crew, bro. And hey, my bad, bro. These chicks just come there. It's quite unbelievable. <laughs> so that's interesting. Yeah. That's yeah, like what you're talking about. But he actually yeah, designs that in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you got guys that live in one location, which is, you know, I hover between uh, the, the U.S. and Colombia. It's kind of the two places that I'm really at. And, uh, yeah, the, you could do the local thing. Um, and, you're, you know, you got to be that guy. It goes back to you being that dude that gets up with discipline, with motivation, you do the fucking things you need to do, um, and you're about your business. And then you get to kind of build that, that world around yourself because – I don't know. I'm sure some guys are, are listening to this. They're happily married. Uh, they don't want to hear this shit, but it is so fun to fuck around with, with new chicks and meet new girls. And yeah. oh, it's so fun. It's, it is just so fun. It's so fun just like taking her clothes off for the first time. I, I'll, I might forget a lot of things, but the first time or the first day, the first time that I'm with a girl, I, I'll never forget those, those memories mm. I, keep, I keep in my head. Uh, forever, the first time of each and every single female I've ever been with, because after the chase, after you had a, a little bit of, of time of getting to know her and, and you finally crack the code that day, you finally make it. I mean, that's a, it's just, it's just a memory cherish. It's, it's incredible. Bro, let me ask you something. What's better than pussy? There's nothing better, better than pussy. It, it, no, it all kind of, it's only yeah, better. Well, What's better than pussy? A money new so you pussy. get more pussy. <laughs> new pussy. <laughs> yeah. New pussy is better. There's no pussy like new pussy. That is correct, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> but really, yeah. So nice to fuck girls, eh? Damn, bro. Can we just take a moment to appreciate how nice it is to have, especially like those gym girls, man, with a big ass. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like, I like, you know, and I've, and I've, in my case, I became a specialist. I like. Uh, Colombian fitness models, a Colombian Instagram models. I've, I've become a specialist, and I, I, I'm not yearning for for variety that much that I can't get enough variety and in, in, uh, different Instagram models. And obviously, you know, I have a I have a, a business that I'm I'm always uh, sponsoring uh, pages on Instagram to help us with sales, and it's, it legitimately moves sales along. Um, we do photography. I do uh, commercials and stuff for for other brands. So um, it, it, I'm always I'm always that guy that's meeting uh, girls to take pictures with products to promote stuff on IG, mm. and yeah, I mean you just it just kind of I just kind of built it that way. I figured like, hey, why you know once I figured out, dude, that Instagram is probably the best way to to meet girls, and and in my situation, you kind of if you talk to everyone very professionally because you don't want to be that creep. But they themselves will get, will get out of pocket with you. They themselves will come out and, and do and say extra things that are, are necessary to flirt with you. And that's when you know who's interested and who's not. Yeah. And it just kind of, it yeah, happens very organically. I just talk, bro, I'm so neutral with all these girls. Um, barely, I don't even talk to them, really. They, they, they know I'm the boss, but they talk to my, my media representative. And, 
And but the ones that go out of their way to talk to me, the ones that go out of their way, you know, like there's an expo coming up in Medellin uh, next month. Uh, and there's there's a few girls that I'm going to meet up with there. And some of them are like super going out of their way to confirm. I'm definitely going to meet up with them. Like I already know something's up there. So you just um, yeah, if, you, if you're a local guy and you're staying in one location business and you're about business and, you know, you're a successful guy, definitely you can you can set set yourself up like that. And then the best thing you can do at that point is just don't don't be too forward. Have them win you over a little bit, you know, be. Be a little bit, you know, don't, don't put yourself on a silver platter. Make make them feel like mm-hmm. they earn like they earn you a little bit. And that'll usually um that usually goes a long way, you know, when you don't you don't put yourself on a silver platter for her, but you mm-hmm. make her earn you a little bit. Um make her make her make her win that that W. I mean, and oh, and one thing that drives girls crazy, at least these these uh fitness uh, or IG uh, type girls, they love it when you have another female's attention that's maybe prettier than them. You know, if you're if you're hanging out or they know you you got something going on with a real beautiful girl, uh, they I mean it's amazing how they want to be next in line. Sometimes they don't they don't even want to wait until the other girl leaves. <laughs> they wanna they wanna mm-hmm. you know they wanna chime right in. They get they get women get competitive like that. It's real interesting. Mm-hmm. Um I don't wow. think us men are, are like that at all, but women do if you spark a little bit of competitiveness in women, uh, man, they'll definitely uh you know they'll 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 throw all the stops. I mean, they'll just they'll make sure to give it to you, bro. That's um that's very interesting what you say, you know. And uh, one of the piece of advice I want to give the guys, you know, about picking up the girls, one of the big big risks of cold approach pickup is that putting yourself on the silver platter. So when you do these approaches, guys, fucking do some disqualifiers, show some disinterest. You know, that's a mistake that I made for so long, so long, bro. And it cost me so much pussy not showing disinterest, you know? You can't put yourself on that silver. And um, the other one is to be very dominant as well, especially to try and pull girls the same night. You have to really uh, lead them strong. And um, also what you said about that pre-selection, and that's why that mentor of mine, his game is so powerful because it's like, He's got the most powerful game. I think he is the best pickup artist in the world, actually. Um, his game is so powerful because of that, bro. He commands the whole room, and he has, like, 10 girls all competing for his attention. And it's a completely different game. Bro, I'm interested about your supplement, man. I saw that pre-workout. Is that the only one you have, or do you have others? Yeah, the Ed to KTS. I can, uh, I can ship your bottle down to, uh, to Brazil for sure. No yeah, way. And 2K, yes, yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll send you also one of my testosterone boosters. I know you enjoy that that product as well. You enjoy it quite a bit. Hey, awesome. Yeah, um, most of you know, I, I developed my product line specifically for guys that take steroids, specifically for guys that are juicing. So that's been, you know, that's my niche. That's my market. That's I, even even with my supplement line, I specialize. So the products are are you know they're very strong. They're very heavy. They're very expensive to make. So uh, the price to the end user is, is higher on my supplements than on other brands, but I actually give my guys a lot of value. 
<clears throat> the products are real heavy, real strong. If you, I, I tell guys what's in them, you know, I don't do proprietary plans. So they're, they're very heavy, very strong products that are meant to work for guys on steroids. So even my testosterone booster, the one I'm going to send you along with the, with the N2KTS, with, with the pre-workout, uh, that one is for guys that have even had some testicle shrinkage because of their cycle. And they've had some, um, some, some side effects with their fertility and that. Uh, the product is, is formulated to help them bring all that back. It's really heavy, really strong product. You take five big capsules a day for 30 days of this product. And, and it helps guys during post-cycle therapy to come back from having, uh, from having used the steroids. So, and uh, plants and, and, and the effects that these plant extracts have on our body is something that I've, I've been uh, fascinated with since I was a child. And now as an adult, you know, I get to develop my own products and, and do it and, and really specialize. I, you know, most of the guys that listen to my podcast, I would say all of them are, are taking some kind of steroid. Uh, our professionals uh, are working many. Um, we do have a, quite a bit of guys that are married, but uh, a lot of guys that are professionals, entrepreneurs, uh, take their juice. Uh, some, uh, uh, you know, are, are, some are recently divorced. Funny enough, a lot of guys after their first divorce, they get back into sauce, they get back into steroid information, they find me. And it's been, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been great because see, like you, I enjoy talking to my guys. So like you, I'm sure you enjoy the hell out of consulting guys that are trying to, you know, better their, their lives, better their, their situation with females. The same thing with me, you know, I get to help guys that are trying to lose body fat, uh, gain muscle mass. It's great seeing when people, people hit you up with progress pictures and they show you just like your guys send you pictures and, and screenshots of conversations with girls and pictures of girls they pick up. You know, my, my dude sent me um, uh, their progress pictures, uh, how their, their, their body's coming along, uh, what their cycle is doing. And it's been, um, it's been a real blessing, man. And, and I've been able to kind of, as we're discussing this kind of turned out a little bit as since, since I'm always going to need models, um, to promote my products and I'm always going to need beautiful bodies next to my bottles for pictures for marketing, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Pinterest, I mean, everything we do, then, uh, you know, we, we, you know, I, I get to talk to a lot of, a lot of females uh, just because, um, you know, I need, I need some promotion for my brand. And it's just, it's incredibly easy to break the ice. And at that point, like I was saying, you're just waiting to kind of see who shows more interest. You're kind of waiting to see who wants to go out of their way uh, to fuck with you. And you don't, you know, and again, I, I'm 42 now. I'm turning 42 this year. Um, you know, I've, I've definitely did a lot as far as approaching girls at the beach in Jones Beach out there in Long Island and approaching girls and, you know, different places at the mall, shopping centers. I've been a lot of that when I was younger, man. But now I'm like, I'm more laid back. I have like, um, see, I, I, see, I, I'm stable in, in lo my locations. So I just have like a little, little harem thing going. You know, I've got girls that I see on a weekly basis. I've got girls that I see on a monthly something basis. And we just kind of we keep it really light. We hang out. And once I, I like a girl and we gel, I put her into my, I put it to rotation a little bit and I don't, uh, I'm not really out finding or meeting a lot of new girls nowadays. Somebody would really have to go out of their way to, to get into rotation. Right now I have a few girls that I've known for a long time and we just kind of cool. We know, you know, we, we know each other kind of well and it's just cool, man. They leave me the fuck alone so I can just work and concentrate on, on building me. And I see them, you know, once in a, in a while. And, uh, and definitely, you know, making some, some money and, and the monetary uh, thing and being successful and, and being about your business, that definitely, definitely goes a long way, man. It goes a long, long way. And not, 
A lot of guys will see a dude with money pick up really gorgeous women and think, oh, she just likes that guy because of the money. And look, it might happen sometimes. But a lot of times, if the dude's making some fucking money, there's something special about that guy. You know, if he's if he's at the top percentile of income, you know, in the world, right, or in one of these first world countries, exactly. we, you know that dude. You know that dude is doing something fucking different and special. That dude's getting out of bed with a little different fucking pep in his step than most people. And women can pick that up. And, and that makes the pussy wet. When she knows you're that fucking guy, you know? And and, and at that point, what you look like, uh, your physical, what you look like, it, it's 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 not as important to women as it is, as it is to, to men. At that point, you just got something fucking different about you. You're a special fucking dude. You get up with some purpose. You, you know, you got fucking superpowers. You know, you have, you have superpowers. Yeah, you, you, you're doing things that they can only imagine or, or think that they might be able to do one day. You know, you got, you got superpowers at that point. Powerful, yeah, definitely. I, you know, I think it's really important. I, when I listen to, to, to your pro to, to everything you, you kind of say, I, I, I've been studying, you know, and I've been feeding off of, 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 of coaches and motivational speaking for forever, all the way back to Six Sigler back in the day, Robbins, you know, Tony Robbins, obviously. It's oh, my man. And I hear when you, when I hear your program, when I hear it all together, I hear small bits and pieces of a lot of all this information and, and some of the better bits and pieces you've really put together a program and, and this is all knowledge that's been around for ages but just the way you structured it uh to fit your guys especially is a formula for success geared towards picking up women with an emphasis on it's like you're going to college but you've got you're majoring in and pick up and picking up women while at the same time you learn to get your shit together so you can be successful enough to yeah, be a yeah. high value guy and it's a, it's a good exactly. it's it's a good program dude everything from from even, you know, what you mentioned about programming your mind is, you know, neuro linguistics, right? NLP, I think it's called. Um, yeah. And yeah, neuro linguistic programming. That's, you know, that, that's been an idea that's been brought up by a couple guys do it before. Uh, the way you're bringing it up and the way you're bringing it together with the journaling, I think it's incredible. It reminds me also a little bit, some of your, uh, some of your program reminds me a little bit of the best salesman in the world. Uh, the the ten manuscripts something I did many many years ago um, that that consistency of every day getting up uh, and feeding your brain uh, good things I mean it's it's definitely you've got a really good uh, offering really good program together for guys out there that wanna that want yeah. a little push that need a little push and you got the community too which is awesome because guys get to see success stories and get to see you know you might be you might be conversating with someone today. And then two, three months from now, you'll be taking pictures with them and, you know, in South Africa or in Brazil or in Colombia, like a guy that you came here to see. So it's definitely a legit, legit thing you're doing, man. And, and it seems like in just three years, you've been really successful at it. That's 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 um, also another reason I want to bring you on so people can see if you fucking change the way you think about things, if you change the way you, your brain up there is working, you could change your life pretty quickly. You know, you talked about having that vest um, when you worked, uh, uh, what was it, three, four years ago, right? You had that job. Yeah, three years ago. It was a furniture yeah. remover. F- furniture removal three it. years ago. And now today, uh, because you've, you've developed a program through you yourself growing, three years later now, you get to profess- you be a professional and get paid to pick up girls, help guys pick up girls. Yeah. And you travel the world, uh, you know, beating interesting people. 
And, you know, you manage that in just over three years by just working your ass off, being about what you preach, you know, applying everything that you are, that you're talking about. And uh, it's, it's pretty monumental changes um, for someone to make in such a short amount of time. And, and it's definitely, dude, it's, it's great, dude. I love following you on, 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 on the webs, man. It's definitely a cool lifestyle to watch, man, for sure. And bro, you know, just um, before we like wrap up or whatever, I want to share something with the guys, bro. You know that confidence is the most powerful fucking thing, bro. And when I was doing the furniture removing, bro, I was so depressed and I saw how far my life had fallen and it was so hectic because before that I had a wood business with like 10 people working in that. I started that after rehab. I went to rehab for the drugs and I saw the wood business after. That's a whole other story. But like when I was there doing the furniture removing, I like put a lot of money together and I went to this tattoo artist. I actually, as a chick that I picked up, tattoo artist picked up, I went to her and I went to go get this tattoo um, of the words of Charles Bukowski. You know, this guy, he's a, he's a poet, Charles Bukowski, bro. And he wrote this poem and I want to share this with the guys because this is so powerful. He said this, and I have this tattooed on my stomach. Deep within man dwell those slumbering powers, powers he never dreamed of possessing, forces that would revolutionize his life if roused and put into action. And I'll be damned that I fucking live that poem, bro. And when I read that, I it like had a mark on my soul, bro, on my brain, on my heart. And I knew that it was true, bro. And I'm sitting here today, bro like a six-figure earner, which is not even a lot. I know that I'll get much more than this, but it's enough for me for now. But I sit here, bro, in this expensive-ass apartment, picking up fucking lot of girls, bro, have a worldwide community, have a lot of power, bro, have freedom. I do what the fuck I want. And I, that's just the beginning of this whole thing, bro. You know, like I have been awakening those forces by taking action, bro. And like what I have accomplished so far is nothing compared to what's coming, bro. I'm going to make the biggest self-development company in the world, bro. Mark my words, dude. Mark my words. This you is sure hell are your way, dude. You sure hell are your way. You're definitely uh, a fast <laughs> growing. You're definitely very fast growing. I mean, I've, I've, been following you for just a little bit or, or a year now i've seen your growth just over a year and i think it's pretty incredible yeah yeah bro you're gonna check dude it's going down bro and anyone that listens to this bro fucking you can mark those words bro michael collins said it's going to be the biggest in the world bro and you know even now i'm like so far away from that you know like it might seem crazy to people bro i fucking just i know it bro that's why I tattooed alpha male mindset on my hand <laughs> because I know, bro. And I'm like a singularity of purpose. Like I'm going to do this till I die, till I die, bro, because I love this. You know, I love to inspire people. I love to help them make their life better. And I love to make the world a better place. You know, when I was younger and I used to take drugs, bro, I used to get other people on drugs, man. I used to be, a destroyer, you know, I used to destroy the world, bro. And, um, and also like my heart goes out to any person that's suffering with addiction or any person who has a, a, a family member 
who's going through addiction, my fucking heart goes out to them, dude. And I want to make the world a better place by inspiring men to live a principle-centered life. And the funny thing, bro, is I inspire all these motherfuckers <laughs> through being a pickup artist, you know, because you get like uh, some people like there's so many bad role models in the world, you know, like fucking pro, like all these idiot rappers, like promoting drugs and bro, fuck those motherfuckers. Um, and then it's like, how can you be a cool role model for me? It's like, yeah, bro, look how many fucking girls I get, bro. Okay, like those rappers, maybe they get more because they're famous, but I guarantee you, bro, drop them in Colombia and we'll see who gets more if uh, if they don't know who they are, you know. <laughs> but it doesn't matter to me. Like what matters to me is not comparing myself. What matters to me is trying to be a badass motherfucker that, you know, has a good influence on the world that people can look up to. Like this one guy who's working for me now, his name's Noah. He's 22 years old and he was in New York and the people that were around him were doing like cocaine and shit like that. And I told him about my experience and I said to him, I'm not coaching if you do drugs. And now he's staying with me. He's working for me and he's living on the upward spiral of excellence. And he even told me that today. He was like, you know, Mark, um, like maybe if I didn't meet you, I would have tried the cocaine more times. And I know exactly what would have happened. He would have got addicted. So just said, I can help that guy. That's a fucking life. Well, live, bro. You know, because I also like, my heart goes out to the parents of addicts, bro, you know, and I have friends that died from addiction, dude. And part of what I do is actually to, to fight against drug addiction, man. You know, drug addiction, drug, is, drug addiction is, is, is hard. Scourge. You know, the number one uh, cause of death in the U S right now is this fentanyl overdose. Uh, now there are people uh, overdosing on fentanyl because they're, they're lacing cocaine with fentanyl apparently. Uh, there was a famous actor uh, that just passed away not too long ago from cocaine that was laced with fentanyl. There's definitely drugs have been a, a big problem uh, for, for people for a very, very long time. And in drug addiction, a lot of it comes with some of that, those feelings of sadness, those feelings of loneliness, those feelings of inadequacy. Uh, so, uh, many a times has to do with, with childhood issues uh sometimes childhood is just fine it's just that as you get older as a teenager uh you you get into wrong things go down the, the wrong a path and and begin to a lot of times associate with the wrong people you know you just i'm sure at some point you were the wrong guy to associate with right uh many many years ago and uh yeah, i was that guy that they were associating with i was the wrong guy and that you were the wrong guy right? Yeah, that's what I also respect about your what you're doing, bro, because you're promoting the healthy lifestyle, dude. The guys that are watching this show, they're not fucking smashing drugs, I hope. But, like, in general, not, you know? But, like, you know, I don't know. I don't judge anyone who does it, but I just feel sorry for addicts. Recreational drugs don't really mix well with our lifestyle. They're definitely drinking. I mean, fuck, it doesn't doesn't go well at all because every all, most of the compounds we take are going to be processed out the liver. And if you add alcohol to that, uh, you're you're making the side effects you could have way worse. Yeah, most of my guys are are addicted and obsessed uh, with the mirror in the gym and looking in front of the mirror four or five times a day and, and timing their meals and and things like that. And it, it's addiction can take many different forms. There's definitely forms of addiction that are not unhealthy and there are forms of addiction that are completely, uh, uh, completely going to fuck your life up. So substances uh, uh, that alter the way your mind works are always going to end in something bad. But, you know, there are addictions to work. 
their addictions to look become addicted to sex. <laughs> There's addictions to, to, to training and working out and, and the and the endorphins you get from uh, physical uh, training. And you know, if you could just if you have to be an addict, just make sure you pick your poison well. And you know, if you can make it the gym or you can make it your work, or you can make it something that, that's gonna breed some positivity, um, you know, refocusing. Because a lot of addicts never quite recover. A lot of addicts refocus their, their, their addiction and they'll, they'll become to something that is addictive that could be positive, you know, could be, maybe in, in your own way, you've become addicted to the search of self-improvement or you've become addictive to, to uh, um, you become addicted to maybe examining your life and continually to make tweaks and, and improvements to your day-to-day behavior that will get you towards your goals. And, and that in itself can become an obsession or an addiction, uh, maybe stronger than any drug. Wouldn't you agree? But um, you see, for me, it's about the definitions. Like I would say um, that addiction, I would characterize an addiction as something that is compulsive and that um, you want to stop, but you can't stop. That's what I would just define addiction as. Like with the gym, that's passion. With the self-development, that's straight up passion, you know, and I find that many people that have struggled with addiction before, they also are very passionate people and very powerful people. But I would never say I am addicted to self-development or I'm addicted to gym because those things are positives. Like for me, an addiction is something that you want to not do, but you do it anyway. And it's like for gym, bro, I want to fucking gym, man. I love gym, (laughs) you know, and um, self-development, I want to do self-development every day. And another one is like obsession. That's also not a good thing either. Um, it's about um, about moderation, you know, like I'm very consistent. I train every day. I know some people say you should uh, have a rest day. I didn't have a rest day. I train every day. I like it and I'm, and I'm fine. But um, I would say obsession is not good either because it will cause an imbalance and eventually come back and, and bite you. So it's about, um, about balance, you know, but um, I would never say like, Oh, I'm addicted to gym. I know some people, I would say that's a misuse of the word. The word addiction for me is a very negative, negative word. It's about something you don't want, but you compulsively do it and fuck bro, I've been there. I hear which I hear understand what you're saying. No, that's a, that's a good definition. I couldn't argue too much against that definition. I guess when I think about someone who's addicted to the gym, I'll, I I think about one of the people I think about is Ronnie Coleman. You know, at this point in his life, the guy has a, a lot of a bunch of titanium screws holding his, his back together, and he's you know he's parking the handicap space, going into the gym, kind of uh, uh, dragging himself in there where. Where he might, where he might, he maybe he shouldn't be. You know, it might not even be healthy at this point for him to, to be. You know, even doing curls and, and waving a bunch of weight around. But even with his operations, even with everything going on, uh, the dude still still gets in there. And um, yeah, that, boss. yeah, that's somebody that I guess us, you know, us meatheads looking at him from the outside, we're like, oh, he's a fucking man. You know, he's still he's still going. No excuses. But yeah, but yeah, there's there's a point where you let your your, your oh my knee hurts. That that could be an excuse. But when you've got uh you know a lot of bunch of herniated discs and and operations all all in your spine, maybe um maybe it, it is detrimental. Maybe you shouldn't be uh you know continuing to beat your body up. Yeah. I wonder if he's training in a way that's like a bit safe, but 
Like he could never, bro. He could never stop. You know, he's running. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, he he won't. He, he can't do the things he used to do. But there's plenty of videos of him out there. Uh, you know, with uh, you know, going with crutches from one machine to the other and just doing curls and things like that. And I mean, you know, it's it's it is. You know, it's, I I see that as maybe a level of of addiction. Yeah, I hope he's doing it safely. You know. But like, damn, Ronnie Coleman is the best of all time, in my opinion. Who do you He's think the is the best of all time? Uh, physique wise, man, there's there's so many. I I no, like the like, physiques back yeah. in the day. I like the physiques back in the day before they before their their bellies got really distorted. Um, I think you know Phil Heath, Kai Green, definitely uh, of the modern guys, the guys with the, the big pot pot bellies with muscles on them those are those are obviously definitely two of the top guys and and from back in the day i mean arnold ferrigno uh you know th those guys were looking from zane definitely a, a really yeah, nice zane is small waists you know guys practice vacuums and and had a, a very small waist compared to to the rest of their bodies but now they've, they've gotten out of proportion man and the, the main difference dude if you see the bodybuilders before the 80s and then you see the bodybuilders after the 80s the main difference between those two uh groups of guys is uh one the development of uh cheap uh anti-estrogens so back in the days before the 90s if you did too much testosterone or too much dianabol you start to, to grow breasts you get gynecomastia but uh right around the late 90s early 2000s and it started in the 80s when we found out Novadex, Dan Duchesne put this forward, Novadex, tamoxifen, which is a cancer drug for females, that if we use it, it could stop gynecomastia. So then guys started bumping up their dosages a little bit more, but then they ran into water retention because Novadex only blocks gynecomastia, only blocks estrogen at the nipple. And then around late 90s, early 2000s, aromasin came out. And then now you could inhibit the aromatase enzymes so your steroids wouldn't turn into estrogen. So now you could do like a thousand milligrams a week of fucking testosterone and you could take aromas in and you have no conversion where, you know, a decade earlier, you would have grown breasts and, and gotten really watery looking from a thousand milligrams of testosterone a week. So that was one thing. And then the addition of cheap, readily available growth hormone and also guys figuring out that insulin along with the steroid cycles are making huge so those are like the main three things, guys. Dude, that's why you yeah, see guys 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah, 60s, 70s, 80s, they were big, but their stomachs were small and they were not as cut mm. as now you see guys after the year 2000. They were now they're like cows, bro. <laughs> they look and like cows, man. And, and their bodies and, <laughs> they and look like cows. They're going into the show with lower body fat percentages and more dehydrated than guys did back in the, in, in the 70s and 80s. And really is is the addition of Growth hormone, insulin, and also these anti-estrogens that are allowing guys to just do massive doses oh, of steroids. These, yeah. these guys are dying, eh? They're dying from oh, it. Oh, yeah. They're too big, man. They, yeah, it's, a lot not of a, it's not good. Like Dallas McCarver. Look at that guy. He was so young, bro. I think that, that it needs to change, actually, bro. Like these guys, man, it's not good for them, bro. They're too big. There's this other one that I'm following. He's doing a mutant. What's his name? Fuck, bro. I follow him on Instagram. Bro, this guy is so big and his calves are like full of these weird ass veins. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know the exact guy, but I know what you're talking about with the veins and the calves. Yeah, like, like, a, like the Frill River. It's weird. Yeah. Like very close veins. I'm trying to find yeah. his, his Instagram. Um, the, you know, it's they're dying now. You're getting one to two bodybuilders dying per month now. Guys and girls. Mm.
And, uh, you know, I've discussed this with, with a, a guy who coaches people going up to shows, buddy. And, and what, what he's kind of telling me is that the judging, you know, the judging is where it's got to change. You know, the judges are, are, are rewarding these guys for coming in bigger and more cut, bigger and drier. And unless the judging starts changing and the judges don't give these guys so many extra points for coming in so dry mm -hmm. and hydrated themselves, unless that changes, uh, these guys are going to continue to do whatever they can to win. And, and a lot of the, the use of diuretics, because many of these guys will use diuretics going into a competition to flush water out, to get that paper uh, thin skin. And unless the judges begin to, to penalize that level of condition and that level of, of being dry, uh, guys are going to continue to push the envelope, push it harder, more different drugs, more dehydration. And that's where, that's where it seems guys are dying. Like if you dehydrate enough, uh, you could get a heart attack from, from not having proper amounts of electrolytes in your body. You know, you, we need electrolytes to carry uh, electrical signals. And you, you could literally just have a heart attack from having flushed out a lot of water from your body the way some of these bodybuilders. Yeah, bro. And you know, like for the guys out there listening, if there's any of these guys that are like fucking like massive, like 140 kilogram guys, bro, like, your life is worthwhile, dude. You don't need to be that big, bro. You you will die from that. You know, I don't know. Maybe some guys can be 140 kilograms if they're like giant six foot five monsters. But you get these guys, they're like not even that tall and they weigh that much, bro. Their heart is not designed. It's it's like those dogs, you know, that die then when they're like six years old because they're so big, you know, like Great Danes. It's the same kind of thing, bro. Uh, back in back in I think it's 20 2010 around that time there was a, a big uh, a study uh, I read this I believe it was the New York Times I read this in where they asked uh, uh, Olympic level athletes that if there was a drug that could make them uh, champions but would definitely kill them within 10 years if they would take the drug and uh, apparently the majority of of these high level athletes that were asked this question said, yes, they would take it. You know, if, if they, even if they knew the drug would kill them uh, in, in about 10 years time, but it would make them number one in the world. Uh, would they take the drug? Crazy. And apparently yeah. the majority of these high level uh, competitors uh, in Olympic sports yeah. as such said, said, yeah, we would do it. So in the case of bodybuilders, yeah, I think a lot of these guys know uh, the level of danger they're in. Well, once you're a bodybuilder, you're taking drugs like that year round. Your blood, your bloods never look good. I mean, you go to the doctor and you get your blood drawn. It'll just never look good. I mean, you if if it's not cholesterol, it'll be something with your kidneys. If it's not that, too many red blood cells. If it's not that, I mean, there's just there's just always going to be something off with your with your blood tests when you're on steroids year round. You so, know, so here's the question. What do you think sure. about steroids, bro? Like, do you think steroids can be done safely? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. They can be done safely. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's uh, you start off with a little bit of a crapshoot. Uh, I've ran across too many guys who genetically their bodies just didn't take well to the steroids and they got sick or they had side effects really early on. And then there's guys whose body whose bodies just have zero side effects to the steroids and and they they actually do really well on it so you know it, it, it it's it's an experiment that if somebody's interested in steroids they have to give it a try dip their their foot in the pool a little bit little by little just to see what their side effects are going to be and if they're manageable you know there's some guys who will do one or two cycles and they'll lose a lot of their hair 
And then there are guys on the Mr. Olympia stage with a full head of hair. Uh, you're taking a shit ton of steroids, you know, 270 pounds, 3%, 4% body fat at the time of the show, yeah. full of fucking steroids. And they got this huge fucking man, huge head of hair. And some guys lose their hair with the first cycle. They're guys who, like I said, you know, get on stage and, and take tons of steroids year round and their skin looks pretty fucking good. And then you'll get a guy who get a little bottle of pro hormones and they'll take it and their whole forehead and their, and their upper back will break out, you know, completely. So it, it some. Some people, if you have the genetics for it, you could definitely make some really good process on, on progress on steroids look good. And I think most people will have will have pretty decent results on steroids. And if you're one of the guys that, that, that won't have any good results on steroids, you're going to have side effects right away. And, and the more you do, the more side effects you'll have. And, and, and even, look, and even then, even for talking about competitiveness, competitive level bodybuilders. Even guys that will do well on the steroids, like like the baseball players and some of these other guys, they'll do well on them, performance enhancement, more musculature, but they won't get as big as a, as a Mr. Olympia competitor. They won't get as big as Ronnie Coleman. You, that's a different set of genetics. Like you got to have the genetics for your body to grow like a fucking cow on these steroids. Like th there are guys out there who will can do as much steroids as Ronnie Coleman and work out as hard as he did, and they'll never look anywhere near like him. Because your receptors in your body are just not going to utilize the steroids that way. They're just not you. You you'll be able to do some and get some good effects, but you'll never get that monstrosity huge, no matter what drugs you do. You know, there's a lot. There's a, there's a big genetic. There's a big genetic component to it. Big genetic component to it uh, when it comes to how your body will react to the synthetic drugs. But for guys, I, well, my guys are already on the steroids. But you know, for you, um, that, that you know, we're talking about this. The best thing, if you're thinking about it, is to really just dip your foot in the pool with something really mild, really simple. Um, monitor your blood work and see how you're doing. And if you notice that you're going to be breaking out, or you're, you might start shedding a little bit of hair, or some of those things. You might want to just not fucking do it, dude. I mean, you look, you guys talk about how can I look like Brad Pitt in Fight Club? You look a little bit beefier than Brad Pitt in Fight, Fight Club and just as ripped, right? So even in your case, you might not, um, you know, using steroids or enhancing might not even be um, necessary. You understand what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. um, you know, it, it depends on where you come. But I would say most guys, dip your foot in the pool a little bit, like a little anivore cycle, like four or five weeks on anivore. Uh, you know, 20, 30 milligrams a day, just to it, take blood work before, take blood work after, just, just see what your body does, how, how it handles that. And you might find you're going to look fucking incredible. You might find you're not going to gain that much on it, but at least you, you don't go full in. Some guys, I think their first time do these huge cycles of big doses, 500 of this, 500 of that. It's just too much. I think a little bit of anabar to, to dip your foot in the pool and see how, how your body treats it. I, I think it's, it's enough. Yeah, I think um, I think that probably smoking cigarettes and all that's much worse. Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely much, much worse. Much more addictive too, because you can get off steroids no problem. But some of this other stuff, obviously, is definitely addictive. Have you done any any supplements or any hardcore? Uh, uh, yeah, I've used I've used, uh, I've used steroids before. I have. What have you used? What would you do? Oh, I did like fucking Winstrol. I did Dynabol. I did all that shit. But then I stopped. But you know, bro, in in uh, keeping with integrity, I actually started taking juice again yesterday after a year and a half of not taking it. Nice. What you start doing? What's your cycle look like? Um, uh, testing anthate. 
That's an anthic. Uh, spike yeah. salve, or are you stacking it with something else? Uh, I'm getting like a Winstrol and a bit of Dianabol. But like the Dianabols, I'm just going to use for like the first week, you know, just to like boost it. Yeah, um, you know, there's there's different ways to fit that in. Winstrol, Dianabol, um, and testosterone. Not a good idea. Well, the, the Dianabol and, and the testosterone might give you some uh, estrogen side effects. Uh, how much uh, how much testosterone and uh, are you going to do per week about? Um. I was thinking about like 500 milligrams. Okay, 500 mix of that. And then Dianabol, about how much per day? No, the Dianabol, literally, I just want to do like two pulls a day for like a week, bro, just to like boost me. But I don't even know if I should, eh? Because like the Dianabol is toxic for the liver and so is the, the Winstrol, eh? Um, yeah, well, here's the way you got to look at it, right? You want to look at total daily milligrams. Uh, so... For example, if you're doing, and, and I advise most guys, you should be able to get good results under 50 milligrams of orals of anything. So like you could do 20 milligrams of Dianabol and 20 milligrams of Winstrol together and you'd be fine because total you're only at about 40 milligrams or you could do just 40 milligrams or 50 milligrams of Winstrol or just 40 milligrams of Dianabol. You're probably gonna need an anti-estrogen at that point with Dianabol. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's when it comes to liver issues from oral steroids, you want to you want to look at it more as a total daily intake and do your math that way. Um, um look, Dianabol, your body, well, enzymes in your body will turn it into an estrogen, so you're gonna have some water retention from it. Yeah. Some of your yeah. lines or your abs are gonna blur a little bit. Uh, Winstrol is is un, incapable is incapable of turning into an estrogen. It won't. As a matter of fact. Uh, there's, there's probably a good, it's probably, uh, there's probably some good evidence that Winstrol acts as a, as a antagonist on some progesterone receptors. And this is why people in Winstrol dry out there. They lose some, some, some water retention is because it's, it's doing something to block uh, progesterone out of, out of uh, some, some tissues yeah, in your maybe, body. Maybe like, I think with the Dianabol, bro, maybe I'm just going to do like literally one pull. And I'll do that like before the workout. Because I remember when I was younger and I did the Annabelle, bro, and I did that before a workout. It was like the maddest pre-workout of all time, bro. <laughs> it's, it's, one of the, it's, one of the few, it's one of the few steroids that you'll actually feel something from it for a workout. It definitely is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a bro. Those, a lot of those like, like a pre-workout. Yeah, for sure. When I used to do that shit, bro, I could, I literally bench pressed 160 kilograms, bro. I'm not, I'm not shitting you, bro. And I was like 17 years old and I did 160 kilograms for one rep without a spot. Like there, there was a person there to spot me, but he wasn't even helping me, bro. I did it. Like that's like fucking like 350 pounds or something, you know? <laughs> that's a nice, that's, a, that's definitely a nice bit of weight. Um, I, I guess, look, it would be a good protocol for you the way you describe it. If you're going to do the 500 makes a test a week. You could probably drop like uh, 40 milligrams of Winstrol per day on top of that. And just on training days, uh, a couple hours before, an hour before training, you could take uh, about 10 milligrams of Dianabol. And uh, yeah. will you need an anti-estrogen with that? I don't, I don't know. Let me ask you a question. When you were a teenager, did you have hard lumps under your nipples like some of us did? Like Yeah, yeah. I ordered, the, I ordered the anti-E. Bro, let's uh, let's do this again, bro. This is awesome yeah. being on your on your show, man. I think you're a fucking <laughs> awesome guy, bro. And I really enjoy being on the show. I just have to go eat.
You got I'm it, man. No problem. Because I'm I'm waking up like really early tomorrow, so. Uh, but bro, let's do this again, dude. You fucking awesome guy, man. And I want to meet up with you. Um, and, you got it, um, man. Yeah. Hey, th- thank thank you for for the thank you for the interview today, brother. Definitely a lot of good value uh, for guys out there. So uh, yeah, let's try to do this again sometime. And, yeah, and bro, let's also do one like on my group. Promote your supplements and stuff. I'm sure anything that you're selling is fucking top of the line, bro. Because you're oh. top of the line guy, bro. And you know what's also great is that you're so upfront about the steroid use and you have high integrity and you just talk, bro, from the heart. And I think I'm the same as you, bro. I just, no, I don't fucking talk shit to guys, you know? Perfect. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Well, listen, my man, thank you very much for coming on today. And yeah, let's hey. set this up. Let's do this again, my man. Awesome, brother. Much love, eh? Let's just keep uh, like living this beautiful life, bro, and just inspiring other guys to, to appreciate their life, enjoy their life, and yeah, I'll send you a private message about like what I'm doing with the with the juice. And yeah, bro, like fuck it, bro. I'm not hiding anything from anybody. You know, I would never claim like now that I'm taking the shit, I'll never claim like, yeah, I'm natural, but I'm not just going to go everywhere and say, yeah, I take steroids, I take steroids, but I'm never, ever going to go and be, yeah, I'm a natty, bro, because that's fucking, that's fucking bullshit, you know? Yeah, fake natties are everywhere, bro. Definitely. I, I, yeah, I, uh, I expose rather, those guys all the time. Yeah, I'd rather keep my integrity, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Okay, sweet, brother. Much love, eh? This was fucking it, awesome, bro. This was Same fucking here, brother. awesome. You got it, brother. Have a good one. Okay, peace out. Bye.